0: Hi, and welcome to Steve Wraith's True Crime Podcast. You can also follow my podcasts on YouTube. Just search Steve Wraith and click subscribe. Good evening, and welcome to Steve Wraith's True Crime Podcast. And tonight, we've got a special guest. Uh, we've got Scott from Dark Justice. How are you, Scott? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. and. Uh, Really just want to give uh, an insight uh, into what you do. I've been a big fan of your work uh, since you were founded in October 2014. Uh, Anyone who doesn't know what Dark Justice is all about, you can visit the website, which is darkjustice.co.uk. Just taking info off your website, Scott. You're a two-man operation. You're based in Newcastle. And your job essentially is uh, catching potential sex offenders who try to groom and meet children following sexual grooming. Um, I think it's fantastic work that you do. As I say, I've been following you from the start. I've been a big supporter of you. Um, you know, what made you get into this, Scott? First and foremost,
1: uh, it was uh, there was a lot of factors with regards to what made us start, but we were watching. Myself and Callum, the other lad who were doing it, were watching a BBC uh, Newsnight piece, and it was it was about COP at the time, and it was with regards to a load of cases that were sent to them from Canada. And these cases had sat on their desk for ages and ages where nothing was done about them, and some of them were like teachers, doctors, people in position of power who had access to children. And that sort of, like... Spark something inside of us and we sat down and agreed to set up a profile it was we never even had a name at that point in time there was you know there was no sort of dark justice if you like there was no name or anything behind it. it was just more of like an experiment to see how far a profile would go online and see what it was really like and you know the first person we ever caught ended up being roger lee which was you know one of the worst people we've caught over the you know almost six years we've been doing it
0: amazing really to think that you know something that you started off as an experiment is has has developed you know as well, as well as this has Scott and um you know devising devising the way of doing it must have been difficult because this isn't a game you know and, and I think a lot of people you know who you know go online etc and you know the, the, you can forget it's reality you know what I mean it's it's real life um you're dealing with you know People who are, you know, ill, sick minded, um, who've got ill intentions with with children mainly. Um, you know, how do you how do you devise and set up what you're doing and, and do it legally? You know, how how did you work that out?
1: I mean, there was a few of the of the groups at the time, they, I think there was about five in the entire country at, at one point. Uh, I think we were like the four, four, fifth or something like that and we just sat down and looked at the research on the law side of things to make sure that we did whatever we did correctly in a way that we wouldn't jeopardize a case or anything Now, like that. Because the last thing we wanted to do was, was to, you know, give fuel to the fire of this stigma that was already there that these groups are doing bad stuff, you know, like that we don't know what we're doing. They don't understand the law and stuff. And that's where we came with our stance of, you know, doing it the way that we do. And it did. It, it, it did take a long time of research. You know, we didn't have loads of money we could throw at solicitors and stuff like that. There to be told this stuff, we had to go out and like literally learn this stuff ourselves, and that took a long time.
0: I'm gonna say, yeah. I mean, people might be doing the impression you do this for money. You do this for free.
1: Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't get paid. We don't get a wage for doing it. You know, we we have to work alongside doing this to pay for our life, sort of thing. You know, like I mean. We've been doing this, I mean, I've been doing it myself since I was, like, 23 years of age. I'm, you know, I'm 29 now.
0: What goes into, you know, your average sting? How, how does it work? Can you tell, take through the workings of it?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one because it's, like, when people say average, it's, like, there's never no two stings the same. So there's a lot of planning that goes ahead into you know, it. You know trying to find out as much information as you can about the person who is turning up you know then you've got your your safety checks which are to you know is this person who he says he is uh you know does this person have access to children directly if so that changes how we would act you know just many many factors like that there is this person known to the police already and so on on because what we do comes with a lot of power if you like and then that's not to sound like you know we abuse this power but it could be used in a way that's bad if you didn't do them safety checks
0: yeah exactly i mean reading your website you know again people always go to a uk um you know it's interesting because in the about us side of things it, it explains when conducting our investigations we never instigate any aspect Instead, we set up a profile and wait for messages. When we receive a message, we reply, and within the first few messages, we tell them that the male, female, is a child and underage. When talking to anyone, we always try to avoid sexually explicit conversation. We act young and uneducated on the subject, and we never encourage sexual chat or sexual behavior. The people we talk to suggest a meeting. And at this point, we take over and suggest a place where we know we can control what's going on and where we'll be safe. When a person confirms that they are coming and when our team spots them, we ring the police and report the crime. We then confront the person with cameras and ask them about their actions and intentions. As soon as they have been arrested, we go to the police station to make statements. If someone suggests a meeting after a chat online with our decoy and then doesn't show up for the meeting, our evidence is still handed in, into the police and investigated. Some people are skeptical about what we do and how we do it. We're not vigilantes who operate above the law. We're concerned citizens who work closely with the police to help affect change and keep our children safe. We will continue to work to catch these sexual predators who terrorise our children, and we'll do our best to bring awareness to the epidemic our children are facing online today. I mean, it's a strong, strong message and explains exactly what you do. It's got a very legal feel to it as well. It, it feels as if, you know, you're just you're having to explain yourself to the authorities. That's how that comes across to me a little bit, Scott.
1: Well, <clears throat> that's exactly what it's meant to do. It's meant to have that factor because, sadly, from doing this, our lives have been uh by the system from above. You know, and people, like, will think, you know, we just... You know, sort of like coming up with conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But you know, it these people have came at us with high court judgments and stuff like that, you know, to, to shut us down and make us quiet. So everything that we do, we have to do it in a way that protects ourselves, but also ultimately protects the aim of the organization, which is to catch these people and bring awareness, so that hence why we always say. We will work closely with the police. It doesn't mean that we're in a partnership with them or that they give us help or advice. It means like, you know, we're happy to take on board advice what police give us. We will take it on board and we will think about it, but that doesn't mean that we will implement everything that they tell us, because if we did, nothing would ever get done, sort of thing like that. So, I mean, it is, it is kind of like a, a legal standing thing, but at the same time, it's like, we've had to explain ourselves over and over again and sort of like denounce this name of being a vigilante.
0: As always, we get questions on uh, our podcast, so I will, you know, interrupt what I'm saying just to take a few of the the questions on board. Scott Claire Brown says, "Do you find the general public to be a hindrance at times in the work that you do?"
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there can be on on certain situations. We, we would we would love if people who support what we do, if you see us. Actively within with a sting, you know it, we can't stop you from watching or anything like that. But we do ask you to sort of like let us do what we need to do and get this person in handcuffs and in police custody where they belong, sort of thing. But we're only general public ourselves, so you know we we can't really be going around telling people what they can and can't do because you know we're examples of people who are doing something that the police tell us that we
0: shouldn't do. Fair enough. Good question, Claire. Thank you. If anyone's got questions, please fire them over. Danielle Louder says, Is there ever a worry that the person you confront may get violent to get away? And has that ever happened before? Yeah,
1: I mean, we're not worried about them getting violent. I mean, we're, we're two lads who were born and raised on council estates, so we've seen violence every day of our lives growing up and stuff like that. I mean, it's not, not something to be proud of, but you know, it's, a, it's an example of British life on a council estate. Everyone's the same, we've all seen it, but. We've been attacked by these people, bitten by them, you know, slammed in the cars, dragged down the street and stuff like that. But it, that doesn't worry us. What worries us more is the fact that these people could be meeting a real child instead of us. You know, so the actions that they do was what were they going to do when this real child turned up if they didn't get what they wanted sort of thing. And that keeps us that keeps us running.
0: You've touched on this a little bit with the vigilante side of things. Paul Oxley says, have you ever felt like giving these people a hiding? I mean, it, it, I suppose it's human nature to feel like that, but you've got to be—you've got to maintain your professionalism, haven't you? I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I, for example, on our videos, I, I get more stick for calling these people, sir, than, than anything else because I'm not angry with them. I don't, it's not that I'm not angry with them. It's that I don't show my anger on camera or anything like that. And, that, and that's because... If these people ever go to trial and I've got to stand in front of 12 members of the public who are jury, I would prefer to be the person who's standing there calm, who caught this person sir in short respect than the person who kicked off and hit them about a bit. But don't get us wrong that every, like you say, it's human nature to want to uh, use your, your male instinct of, of hurting these people. But, you know, that that's not something that we can do. We have a justice system for a reason. And no, I'm too
0: pretty to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Grim Knox, uh, there's a few of these gonna happen tonight because of my Newcastle United show. Uh actually <laughs> persuades kids into shops with oversized suites. Would you look into them, please? We we'll had one about Richard King's earlier as well. Uh Paul Oxley brings it back to where uh, sensible questions. He says, uh, how many of these predators do you come across in a year? Hey, it's not really sort of like a
1: yearly thing, but if like on the website they've got the statistics on there. So like on the main page, you'll see uh, our statistics, 203 caught, like I've been arrested so far. Uh, Well, 205 it needs updating, there's two more ads. Uh, 120 have been convicted so far, that again needs updating. So like a lot of people get confused by that in the window. like, so if 203 have been arrested, how come only XYZ have been convicted? But the problem is the justice system is so slow, we can have a case where it can take you know, a matter of months or it can take a bit longer or sometimes less than that for it to get through the system just because of a backlog.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's remarkable just to hear those statistics and you think about you and in, in the time and effort that you've put in, you know, without financial gain, Um just, you know, it, you know it's fantastic work that you do. Andrew Clifford says, uh, great support uh, to saving a child every time they apprehended someone. Andy... Uh, David Harrison says, do you ever become threatened or fear they will be armed and attack you but well done on your work
1: I mean we thought, we're not so much worried about being attacked I mean, we have been attacked but you know, it, the same goes for anything really, you, you look at history no one ever got changed by not going out there and fighting for what they believed in, you know, like for example women with their rights, minors with the strikes stuff like that It's it's the only way that we can get the change that we want is by going out there and fighting against the problem that we see.
0: Let's go through some of the closed cases. I mean, first of all, who was the first person that you actually, you know, you you, you managed to snare and get a conviction for? Uh, Roger Lee. Right. Okay. Tell us about Roger Lee then.
1: So Roger Lee was, like, the first person we ever caught uh, and that was the experiment. You know, it was, it was him and then uh, a little male called John Rudd, and that was sort of like the experiment we set up. And that was from one profile, uh, Roger Lee traveled from Basingstoke to Newcastle to meet a child following like extreme sexual grooming. I'm not going into too much detail, but you, you can imagine extreme. Mm. Uh, he, he turned up on the nighttime and he slept in his car in winter on the quayside. Then the next day we went down to confront him uh he he, he ran off and stuff like that There, you know we were brand new at that time we were unsure of certain stuff that we could do but later on when he went to court stuff started coming out about his past and stuff and that's that was the point there that was the the creation point of dark justice so there was a at the point of stinging him there was a name and then after that it was sort of like that was just the experiment it went to court and it came out that in the 90s he sexually abused a 12 year old girl got her pregnant she had to have an abortion because of his actions and then obviously he, years later he came online to meet what he thought was a girl but got caught by us so in a way him being the first case was also the case that created and made us go on to catch all these other people the other you know two other people
0: it's interesting because i mean again people get yourself on the website uk. all of the closed cases are on there and uh, you know I've, I've just clicked on the uh, the roger lee case and judge sean morris uh, what he said as he was sentenced and said you were caught by internet vigilantes which is the best way of describing them who pretended to be a female and you entered into a conversation with them on the internet the most damning thing about this, of course, is that he was only sentenced to two years and four months in prison at Newcastle Crown Court. And I think this is probably the the next question I'm going to ask you: Can you believe, after all of this time, how soft these sentences are for people like that committing these type of crimes against kids?
1: Oh, it's it's uh, <laughs> like a, it's like a rabbit hole and a half going there down the down the side of sentencing. So prior to 2015 or maybe 20 maybe 2016 everyone who got caught was charged with attempting to meet a child following sexual grooming then the bbc released statistics of groups catching people versus police catching people for that crime the statistics showed that groups were catching a very large amount of people i think it was something like 42 percent or something i forget the number now but it was a very large percentage of the number of predators being caught with by groups so then after that what they decided to do was to split the charges of the people who get caught over a variant of different charges so instead of it just being attempting to meet a child you then went from attempting to communicate with a child uh you know sexual communications with a child and it, it goes on and on there's about six or seven different charges now where they lay them onto to keep the statistics lower than the ones for the police so if the police catch a person they'll put it through the attempted to, to meet where if a group catches a person, they'll spread it out over five or six different ones. So then when the BBC go back and ask for the statistics of a singular offence, attempting to meet a child following grooming, it looks like the police are doing more work than we are. Wow. But the, the sentencing is weak and weak at best, sadly, in Newcastle. And that's that's a sad thing to say, but it's the truth. If we some of the people we catch, if they're taken to court anywhere else in the country, they'll go to jail. If they go to court in Newcastle, for, it's like a personal attack is what it became because it, we've took that many people there. The high court judgment went on there. It, it is like a personal attack against ourselves and groups like Guardians of the North when we take people to that court. You know, they're just handing out weak sentences that don't represent the public's opinion whatsoever or, the, you know, the public interest just as some sort of like personal attack against us i what that's what we feel anyway
0: yeah i think you you wouldn't get any arguments off most of the people watching the show certainly wouldn't get any arguments off me i just genuinely kind of believe how you know soft the, the sentences off this was in america you know these people would be you know probably looking at life tariffs never getting out you know life means life whereas you know, this country, you know, they're, they're basically given a pass and, and, and allowed to go out and, you know, all of our children are at risk when these people are on the streets. Um Lots of questions coming in. Thank you, everyone, for, for joining in the debate. Uh Funko Freddy, uh, awful to read this. He says, my two nephews have been abused and the police can't do anything until the kids start talking. They were three and four at the time. I mean, that that's awful to hear, isn't
1: it? It's, it's heartbreaking, you know, it's it's sadly a common factor where you know we get hundreds of messages every week you know and some of them will be from survivors of abuse and stuff like that who sadly have little faith in the justice system because they see stuff like what's going on with the sentencing and stuff like you know and i, I wish i knew what what to do to make it better and stronger you know but sadly it's just it is what it is until until someone finally starts to listen you know we've got to deal with what we've got and and it's horrible to have to say that
0: is there a way that we can get people to listen or is it is it going to require a strong government who or, or someone strong in government to basically make this ruling and say look this needs to be looked at this needs to be addressed is it simply down to the fact that the prison's are bursting at the seams and mismanagement by various governments over the years, having poured the finances in, it, were policing into the prisons. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand why why we can't make this decision now.
1: Well, that's that's what we need. We need a lot of stuff needs revamping, but a lot of it rotates around money. Like, for example, like you said, the prison systems have been so underfunded, the police have been underfunded, and stuff like that. Where, like for example, we caught a person yesterday when we went into the police station. The, the officer who came with this state came to do this statement. Are, are you allowed to swear on this channel by the way?
0: Yes you can me. yeah.
1: Right. Okay. Just to quote what the copper said, I wish your type wouldn't fucking do this on a Saturday. Wow. That that's not a problem with us. I mean we can't predict when a criminal's going to do something. You know, like it's like the police must issue something. So if you're a bank robber, please don't rob a bank unless it's a Monday when we've got a quiet hour between eleven and twelve. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. We can't predict when these people want to meet. But it is, it all is down to public perception as well of the police. Like the public have lost a lot of faith in the police because of the cuts and because of the justice system. So they're scared to go to the police because they don't believe the CPS will take the case on and you know, that, that we shouldn't live in a society where that's a problem we've always got money to go to war. So build more prisons if that's a problem, get more police officers, get people who are trained to go online
0: and catch these people. we had had no money to to do anything really, we certainly didn't have any money for the NHS until uh, this COVID outbreak and then lo and behold there's a big money tree in Downing Street and we seem to be getting billions of pounds thrown everywhere and everywhere, you know, in every single department so, you know, obviously there is money there when they want it
1: Yeah, I mean it's just all about keeping the public happy for so long and then you know, that's when it'll all change again but you know, I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew the answer, but I think it will eventually will happen where we get people who run for power with the ideas of wanting to change stuff like this, and not just for monetary gains for the paycheck, if you like, of being an MP.
0: Yeah, David Shields asked an interesting question. He says, "How many females have you managed to snare?"
1: Uh, we've only caught one ourselves. Uh, only ever one woman on the uh, Isle of Wight. Uh, it's it's very rare that women grooming in that way of online and stuff, it, it, it's hard to explain. There was a, there was like a, a study done by an American doctor. I forget the name now where it showed like how women's attraction works and stuff like that different to men where like when men look at a female partner, regardless of like, you know, like, so if you were looking for a new girlfriend, for example, in the male brain, they reckon that males always think of sex before they think of relationship. that's a key factor in building a relationship where females think of friendship before they build up a sexual relationship so it's you know i I mean i don't don't know i'm not a scientist myself but you know it's the it is there's some interesting studies on on the internet that you can read with regards to stuff like that but just be prepared to spend like a couple of weeks of your life looking on a screen
0: yeah, Ferry Hill Mag says, name and shame, all of them. If you go to the website, I will keep repeating it tonight because I think it's a great site and it gives you good insight and certainly makes you aware of who some of these people are because judging by the sentences they've got, half of these will be back out in the street doing the same again. Dogjustice.co.uk. get yourself on there. Um, if you want to find out who some of these faces are, then you will be able to find them under Closed Cases. There's also a link for the database on there which you can type names into, which is, again, extremely valuable if you want to keep your... Yeah, kids safe uh graham knox says without you guys the police wouldn't even come close to the figures that stand for these repulsive humans that get locked up uh, claire brown says i manage services in the northeast caring for adults with ld and brain injuries a lot of them suffered historical abuse guys like you are making a huge difference to vulnerable kids futures heroes uh, jason carter says great work catching these monsters do you get disillusioned with the justice system when the punishment doesn't match the crime? great question Jason
1: yeah obviously I mean we've been delusioned with it since 2014. I would mean, made one of the and again another factor in why we do what we do it's it's not fit for purpose when it comes to the sentences that are handed out for the punishment when like I mean I've always got a story for everything because of stuff I've seen but in court and I couldn't believe it but there was this little old lady in there. And her husband was an alcoholic who used to knock her about a bit and she didn't declare that he was living there so she was getting um what do you call it uh, like like a rent paid for her all right, right. By, by the state mm-hmm. and because she didn't declare him living there over a three-year period considering she'd been in hospital six times <clears throat> over that three years from him beating her up she didn't declare him living there because he would just leave and then come back and she couldn't exactly say get out of my house because he was physically abusing her she got eighteen month imprisonment. Straight after him, one of our cases was up. Got a got a community order. Yeah, and he, and he had child abuse images. Like you know, so like, if you steal money, you go to jail. If you download images of children, which creates abuse and then creates more abuse by demand, you get a community order.
0: <coughs> it makes no sense. I mean, obviously, you catch these people. You hand them over to the police, as your website explains. I mean. You mentioned there you were in court. Is that is that something you normally do? You, do? you do you see the whole thing through? Do you turn up at court on the you know for the trial and, and you know see what these people get?
1: Yeah, I mean if 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 it's a trial, we'll guarantee we'll be there. Like there's nothing on the planet that would stop us from giving evidence against these people. Uh, sentences we try to get to as many as we can, but for security purposes and reasons like that, they're just with regards to certain. Aspects of what comes with this, we we never sort of like say yes or no if we're going to be there. Like we could be there, we could not be there, sort of thing, you know. It's just, there uh, sadly, when you when you get people sending you threats of acid attacks and stabbing you and stuff like that, there through your page, you do you've got to take a few precautions at life.
0: Is that common, Scott? Do you get do you get many of those kind of threats?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had uh, I've got quite a few over the years. Yeah, threatened to be burnt out, blown up, uh, stabbed, shot. Uh, you know, we don't mind. Like we, you know, we we don't mind what they what they say they're gonna do because you know you know that majority are probably not gonna do anything. It's just a lot of trolls and stuff who who like to do that stuff. But you know you can't take things like that. With you know just as it is, you've got to sort of like always have it in the back of your mind. You know, like well, what if sort of thing. Are these you
0: know are these people? You know, do you think they're related to people who members you've put away, or do you think they're paedophiles themselves? I mean, it, it, it's it's a rather odd thing to troll. I mean, I'm I have my fair share of trolls just by you know speaking about Newcastle United, but nothing nothing to that extreme. And it, you know, it just seems bizarre to, to troll someone who's doing you know doing us all a bloody big favour. Uh,
1: I mean, there's a there's the difference. There's a few differences. So you've got some who are like family members, and we understand people are going to be angry if one of your family being caught, you know what I mean, it's inevitable and then, you know, we've got some people who are just against groups because of some actions and stuff like that there, which again is fine, everyone's allowed an opinion we've always welcomed opinions and then you just get people who are sadly pro sexual intercourse with children, you know people who, who support the idea of changing the law to change stuff like you know they're the people who are threatened by us because you know we're taking people out who could be their resources,
0: yeah, exactly. More questions coming in. Uh, David Shields again, thanks for your question, mate. He says, How many are re offenders? Good work, by the way. Uh, loads, loads of them are re
1: offenders. Uh, <clears throat> some, some of ours have even went on to re offend, you know, where they've escaped jail the first time, caught the second time, and been jailed. I mean, a prime example would be uh. Uh, Callum Jennings, uh, I have too many names to remember. Callum Jennings. He was caught by us. He was only 18, which a lot of people would be like, oh, he's only 18. He's just, you know, Jack, the lad messing about boys, with boys, all that crap. You get all that all the time. But he went on within months of getting a suspended sentence and bearing in mind, the judge turned around to him and said, he's only young. I doubt I will ever see him in front of the courts again. He's made a mistake. Within months, he was back online, and he was using an app to groom a real child. Luckily, the child's mother had seen our post about him prior, so knew who knew who he was. He was arrested, and then he was later jailed, and he's just been jailed again lately. You know, so he's repeated three times. We've got some who've went under do three times, two times. You know, and a lot of people that we've caught have been already previous offenders. Some as far as rapists, you know, some serious
0: child sex abuses <coughs> paul oxley says which region has the highest rate of predators newcastle sunderland or middlesbrough
1: it depends on what you look at like on statistical side if you were looking at groups you've got to think like the newcastle and sunderland you know you've got like us in newcastle you've got guardians in the north in sunderland so a lot of people do get caught in Newcastle and, That gets us a bit of a bad reputation that, you know, Newcastle must be full of paedophiles and stuff, but the problem's worldwide, it's there's no sort of like one place is worse than the other for these people. You know, it could be from from everywhere, from the city of London to, you know, the deserts in America and stuff, you know. It it just depends on on the the population of the people that are there, you know. If there's loads and loads of people, guaranteed there's going to be sex offenders amongst them
0: couple that we've spoken about already you mentioned you know they've come from i think you mentioned once you said the isle of wight um you know the other guy who came up and and slept in his car on the quayside i mean you know it seems that you know these predators will will you know go to extreme lengths, you know to to fulfill their fantasies and and traveling doesn't seem to be you know an issue is that the case with a lot of these people you've caught that haven't been local they've been from out of town So, uh, quite a few have been
1: from out of town, but for example, if they won't travel up to us, uh, myself and uh, Joe from Guardians of the North, like we'll go on road trips and go to the areas where we've got addresses for these people and ring the police in them areas so we know that it's getting acted on. So, we won't just hand the case in. For example, if we, the woman on the Isle of Wight, we actually traveled from Newcastle with Guardians of the North to the Isle of Wight to get her, sort of thing. So, you know, if they don't come to us, then we will go to them and make sure that they are arrested in their area, sort of thing. But sadly, a lot have travelled very far. Like one came from Wales, all the way down in Southern Wales and stuff like. That. You know, it's there's no distance that these people won't travel to get what they want.
0: Tell us a little bit about another one of the cases. What I'm particularly interested in, because you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've I've been around. Um, in Newcastle over the years and. Uh, Obviously one of the things I used to do was manage a Sunday football team and David Hansen uh cropped up on the uh on the, on the internet when I was looking at your page one day. David Hansen used to be a referee in the Gayton District League and, and I used to manage Felon Football Club in that league. Um, he was one of your uh, closed cases. Tell us a little bit about that one. He was he was quite famous as well for something he did on camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> color you can thank Colin for that footage like
1: because uh, he, he just like we say, confronted him and he just literally his, his arse dropped out and he, he passed out twice, he doesn't show it on the camera twice but it happened twice and while I'm like thinking fucking hell what's going on, Callum's sort of like zooming in with the camera to try and get the best focus and stuff like so that, I was like what the fuck are you doing you know like but it's crazy things like that that have happened and you know he has to join us in the video like you know like saying that, like, can I join you it's like no, you've just been caught by us. It. Like, I mean, you wouldn't exactly fit the criteria of someone who's trying to stop these people by being one of these people. And then he, he blamed us for losing his job, but he, he lost his job for saying uh Raul Moore was his hero. And, you know, like, he did, yeah, he tried to blame us for losing his job.
0: Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, he, it, it's a strange, strange case, that one. And, and yeah, I mean, he was involved in, as I say, football, Sunday football as a referee. But, yeah, again, get yourself onto Doc Justice's website, darkjustice.co.uk. Click on the closed cases and you can read, you know, all about these people and, and put a name to the face as well. Graham Knox says, my grandparents used to use Peter Bosey Smith when he was between the ages of 14 and 16. I wish you guys were about in them days. Uh it would have saved that poor lass being snatched out wow, of our yes, I remember that case. Um Luke Terry says, keep up the good work. Um Unknown says, Someone very close to me, three years old, got touched. I spoke the cops, said nothing they could do. The witness got ignored. Years later the coldbrook was caught on video turning up to meet a minor so uh lots of these things coming out uh as we speak claire brown one of our daughters who was 17 used to call one of her teachers a pedo and we would just laugh thinking she'd been dramatic he got locked up last year for child porn and abuse can we trust anyone it does feel like that doesn't it i mean you know when when we you know we're speaking tonight um you know and, and people look through your website it will feel like you know my god but it Is is it a massive problem, Scott? Is it is it a problem that we should be more concerned about? We should be pushing pushing for change.
1: Yeah, I mean we should all strive for change in anything that we feel is incorrect uh, in our society because you know we are what makes our society better. So you know if we just sit back and assume everyone else is going to do it, it'll never get done. You know you've got a voice and you've got a vote, and that's what we say to all of our supporters when they ask. What can we do to help you? you? You like they already help by liking the pictures, or something like that there because that gives that scares the people at the top because that's numbers their people to them so their votes, their voices and stuff like that and speaking out. But on, on the other factor of like not trusting anyone, I think a lot of people are sort of like it's like when you see groups who name and shame straight away, we feel it sometimes can cause like a false sense of security so say if one's caught in your street you then feel safer because you know who that one is yeah but that that doesn't mean that there isn't if it's in your street and that's what you should always remember it's not it's not about knowing who that one is it's about protecting your children and yourself against the potential threat that anyone could be one you know so like you know, it sounds like I'm saying "Oh, build a wall and circle, but it's not just being about being alert to the surroundings, to the people who live near you, to the people in your street, to the people in your town. It's, it's, You can't just look at a person and say, I think this person's, you know, a paedophile lives next door, because that's not how it works, you know. It it could be the least expected person we've caught, like I said, an an 18-year-old who's went on to offend three times. People always are saying, well, he's young, he's dumb, he's stupid, but how I see it is, all of these people, even when they're 60 years old, they've been 18 once, you know, just because they're getting caught at a young age doesn't mean they haven't have started already developing them thoughts of wanting to go on to abuse. So, you know, our I, I, I say just be vig, vigilant against anyone and everything, because, you know, you just never know. And, then, and if you're wrong, so what? You did the right thing protecting
0: your children. Paul Oxley says, how do you switch off with some of the stuff that these predators send you?
1: you don't like it's uh i mean i'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it but I, i've had nightmares probably every single night since 2014 since doing this like just constant dreams of horrible messages that go on and on and on but you know it it is what it is just you've got to try and find ways to chill out and do things that make you you know just sort of step back away from it because if you if you stepped if you stayed in it forever you, you know, you would lose your mind. So, you know, we, we do things where we'll chill out, you know, we'll we'll have a bite to eat or something, me and me, mate, you know, we'll watch the football. Obviously, when Newcastle win, it's a lot better. But, you know, <laughs> the it night, it's just sort of like you've, you've got to continue and you use the pain that you feel from the previous ones to keep you moving forward. Because every time you're seeing them messages and your brain's being destroyed as an adult, a child's not getting destroyed. It's not a child seeing their messages. So it's sort of like we can take all of that pain and anger and keep it inside. Okay, one day it's probably going to mess us both up. But, you know, we're, we're fully grown up. So I don't know. It's, it's not saying that we can deal with it but It's just that we prefer us to have it and not
0: children to have that pain and suffering. Fair enough. Uh, Graham Knox says, have you managed to get many school teachers?
1: Uh, previous school teachers, yeah. We we had one, which was uh, David Curran, uh, and he had, well, he had thousands and thousands of uh, adult pornography, but he also had, I think, I think it was about 3,000 child abuse images as well, and he was one of the first cases that ever got a suspended sentence, which made no sense to us, because, you know, an ex-teacher... Child abuse images and turn up to meet a child. It's, I deny. It's just it's a weird one, but yeah. Ex teachers, uh, I mean guardians have caught the mayor of Peter lee at one point, uh, you know. But they come from all walks of life. Uh, we've had people who've been in hundred thousand pound plus a year jobs and stuff who we've caught.
0: Monica Sleck says, well done, keep up the good work. Uh, why no one considers uh, starting using chemical castration? I mean, do you think that would make a difference? I mean, I've seen it. I've seen that kind of thing mentioned before, highly unlikely in this country. I mean, you know, we had the death penalty up until the... Ruth Ellis you know got the chop and then um you know we've, we've been you know going backwards ever since and you know prison sentences are getting less and less the prisons are getting full and 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 as this program shows tonight pedophiles are, are getting off lightly so chemical castrations are unlikely but do you think that kind of thing would help scott
1: yeah hey, i mean i know there's uh, there's there's some studies on it and stuff like that, that that can show it can work but it's sort of like voluntary chemical castration where they you know the they've sort of agreed to to it but you know you 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 never know how much it's going to work and when you look at the cost of the medication because i believe they use the same medication to treat prostate cancer to do it Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's very it's very sketchy on, on the, uh, the studies that have been done. Some say that it can work, where some say that it's more, if this person's released and not monitored to be taking this medication, it's easily avoidable sort of thing. So, you know, there's, yes, okay, it might work, but it'll only work if the people agree to work with the medication, which, you know, these people might not agree to work with the medication. Therefore you're back at stage one again, you know, and what do you do then when they refuse to take the medication? Because you can't force them to. And it, all the studies that have been done have mainly been voluntary ones.
0: Okay. Uh, Paul Oxley says, do you think the phone companies need to clamp down on some of the sites that the kids have easy access to, i.e. Snapchat, Instagram, etc.? My daughters uh, both have access to certain sites my youngest doesn't have access to snapchat etc but my eldest certainly over the years has, has, has adapted to social media and, and I had snapchat and, and instagram etc and we had it we had a case i mean before you answer that question we had a case um a couple of years ago where my daughter was in year seven and and, and her and her friends were being approached by an asian guy um It looked as if he wasn't in this country, I've got to be perfectly honest, but, you know, he was, you know, quite happy happy to to get his cock out and basically, you know, take photographs of it. He was sending it to the different kids in the class. Um, We reported it to the school that a lot of the girls were being approached by this guy. Um, They, you know, they did nothing about it. We then, you know... My missus then got on to the police. She spoke with the police. We had images of this guy. We had his account details. Um, We passed that on to the police, and the police did get back to us um, and then did nothing. It was passed from one officer to another, and then nothing happened. Now, this guy looked as if he was abroad, it has to be said, but the simple fact of the matter for me was, what if he wasn't? What if he lived in Newcastle? What if he was accessible and he could have met up with any one of those girls at the school, my daughter, anybody's daughter at the school, um, and, you know, carried out whatever he wanted to carry out. For me, that was a damning, you know, a damning indictment on, on behalf of the police that didn't act. You know what I mean? I got a couple of emails backwards and forwards, and that was it. And it was passed from pillar to post. I got one email saying that the police were going, the particular officer who was dealing with the case was going on holiday. Um, and then I never heard anything back. And that really it concerned me because, you know, I just felt that they didn't give that enough time and attention. And I thought it was very important. And the fact that it wasn't just one person, numerous girls who'd been approached, you know. So so Paul's question, and you know, do, do you think that the phone companies need to clamp down on some of these sites, Scott? It's, it's not
1: so much the uh, <coughs> sorry about that, the, the phone companies themselves. Uh it's more the, the people who own these applications. So, for example, with, with what your case where you went to the police with the person sending to your daughter and the other schoolgirls. So for them to get information from Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and stuff, they've got to make a request to the American authorities. Now, because all these companies are American-owned, the chances of the police actually getting the information from them is nigh on impossible in a timely manner. So they can be going through loophole and loophole of American law to protect these people instead of just saying, you know, let's let's have what I mean. What I would personally like to see would be a worldwide agreement that if there is a problem, a terrorist problem, a drug problem, a child problem like that on any of these apps, when the police ask for it, they're giving it within 24 hours. Now, someone like Facebook, because they on Instagram as well, if people don't know that Facebook or on Instagram. They could easily hire the staff to do that, to handle the police making a request and them getting that information to to the police in a timely manner where they can track down because they hold all the IP addresses, the old geo locations, everything like that. So it's more falls on the apps to do better. And to promote certain aspects of the app, for example, not many people know it. But on Facebook, if you shake your phone when you see something that you don't agree with, you can report it. Mm-hmm. You know, you tell people like that. Then, like half the people don't even know that that exists because it's never it's never promoted. They don't show how these things can be reported and how stuff can be done for safety. And then on the other aspect of it, it's more education in schools where you know children need to be made aware. Of, of the harsh realities of the internet and, and it might be the greatest thing ever invented in mankind but also one of the worst things that's ever been invented you know it's brought us closer together but at the same time it's disconnected us from the reality that these people you're speaking to are real these people you're speaking to could live near you these people you're speaking to could hurt you could want to kill you could want to abuse you you know it that needs to be drilled back in you know you wouldn't you wouldn't let your child just run across a road you know, so why would you let them go on the Internet without understanding the risk?
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, maybe it's the adults, you know, who need to be educated more than more than the kids. You know, uh, sadly, you know, not everyone is a, a diligent parent, you know, and, 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 and some are just left to get to their own devices on their own devices. So, you know, um, yeah, it, it's, it's awful to hear that. Ferry Hill Mags, he sent her the question, he says, do you work with a similar group called COST? They have caught people close to our village i'll let you answer that um and then i want to ask you about copycats you you've mentioned um guardians of the north um people who you know people again who do a similar job to, to you if you like um you know how have you found the, the copycat side of things people coming in and doing similar jobs has that helped you or hindered you and we'll answer Ferry Hill mags's question first
1: yeah uh, we have we haven't uh worked with with their uh, child online safety team. i understand they've got some issues going on at the moment i can't speak about because it's not not my thing but it's like a legal thing they've gone going there and I, i know a lot of people use the term like copycats and stuff but i think it's more it's more these people have just sort of stepped up to do it and like i've always said like my hat goes off to anyone who stands up to fight this problem you know like how i see it is we're not just like we might all have individual names for groups and all that but we're all soldiers who are fighting you know, we're all fighting for the same for the same battle. Well, we should be fighting for the same battle, and that is for the children. And you know, like uh, I know a lot of people see it as like a copycat thing and that, but it's not something that that I, I see. As I see it more like, you know, we're all soldiers fighting the same battle, we just have different regiments, if you like.
0: Yeah, that's fine, that's great. Yeah, I mean it clears it up as well because I've seen it, you know, suggested on on, on other you know social media etc these are copycats i've seen it happens in all walks of life you get jealousy people you know people who are in this for the right reason and you get people who are in it for the wrong reason um and i've seen it happen with you know not necessarily in the northeast but other parts of the country where there seems to be people attacking other people's groups and and that is the reason why you know and it's uh awful to say we're good good to hear that it hasn't happened in the northeast
1: yeah I mean it's it's never been a problem up here I mean we've got we've we've had a few groups up here in in the past and stuff where they've you know they've came they've, they've stayed around a bit and some have left and stuff like that. but it, it's like I mean like there's certain aspects of things that I might never agree with like like lives and stuff like that, but <clears throat> I will always agree with the catch, the capture of someone who was going to harm a child. So, like, I might not agree with certain methods of how it's done, but that—that's not because I'm against them people or against you know what they're doing. It's just that's just my opinion because I've spent almost six years fighting the same argument sort of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's just it's just an argument on my side of it. I might be wrong. You know what I mean? I might not be right. They might be right, and uh, that's why that's why I always say don't judge the actions of them. For that one aspect of something that you don't like, I I judge them on the fact that if they catch someone, hats off to you. I I think you're an absolute legend. You know what I mean? Like to people who catch someone, it's that's my opinion on it. You know, in my heart, these people are great because they're stopping their child from getting hurt.
0: Why don't you like lies? And just just out of interest, I've seen a lot of a lot of groups do that. You know, it always starts with somebody's phone face towards their feet and moving foot. You know, moving feet, and then it then bang. You know, you're in the middle of the. Uh, a live apprehension um why why don't you like that i think it was
1: when we first started we we agreed upon a uh, holding until conviction and alive goes against sort of that that argument that we created at the beginning then we've that we've stuck to from day one so it's it's not so much that i, I disagree with the reasoning behind why some people do it it's just more I disagree with it because it's not the method how I would do it and there's certain aspects of it that, you know, have caused some some major issues for every group in the country and brought unwanted attention to every group in the country where, you know, like it's being used, lives have been used as evidence against the people catching the offender, like for assaults and stuff like that there, obviously I'm not saying that we assault them on camera because I was all filmed, it's always filmed and handed in, fully unedited, but then you've got like children could could accidentally be in shot. The the house could be in shot, the you know, the wife could come out screaming, you know, it's stuff like that there. Where you've got to remember, like, these are the people only had the the only thing they're guilty of is being a friend or a family of this person. So, you know, it and then you've got the false sense of security side of it where everyone feels safe because the nonce of the village is being caught, blah, blah, blah. And then to let all the children out not worried because he's being caught so they don't need to worry anymore you know but it doesn't doesn't do anything for the other 60 that could live in your village the other 600 that could live in your in your town or the other six thousand that could live in your city you know what i mean it's it's like a false sense of security but like i say i could be wrong you know I, i could just be blowing my own whistle because that's the way that i do it sort of thing you know and i've always like i've said i don't judge them for that, I just just don't agree with that action. That's all. I, it's not like a I'd say I'm not going to say oh well I, I hate you because you do it like that. I just just don't agree with that. If that being the correct way to do it, because then you open yourself up to a kind of worms of all it all it's going to take is a barrister who do his stuff to to come across one day, and it's you know it's going to cause mayhem throughout the their community of when they go live, and that and that's something that. Ultimately, they're going to have to put their hands up to if that day does
0: ever come. Jason Riley says, "Could I set something up with a criminal record for violence? In what
1: way? Does like, oh, has he got a criminal record for violence? He has a
0: criminal record for violence, but he's, he's he, you know, could he set up, you know, something similar to dark justice? I think that was the question he was asking.
1: I mean, personally, I mean, and, and this is not anything against him because I don't know him, but I wouldn't nev- never have anyone." work alongside me in doing this with the criminal record because of the fact that you've got to give evidence trials and stuff like that there where they might try and use your criminal past against you sort of thing to like score brownie points with a jury or well <coughs> you've committed a serious attack or you know someone might have committed fraud so then they can use it as like a deception sort of thing like that in it it's I mean like obviously myself and Callum we've both known each other for years we are both full clean DBS checked where we see each other's you know what I mean it's like before we start we look at each other's records and stuff and there's not there but uh, I mean I could be wrong I would sit with a solicitor and ask them the likelihood of your history being brought up in court and stuff like that because the last thing you want to do is put all that effort into catching someone it going to cause him going not guilty, and then then turn around and go, well, you've got a criminal past, how do we know that you're telling the truth with regards to the chat and what happened and all this stuff? Or they all they've got to do is turn around and say, well, he assaulted me, and it's not on camera. You've got a previous for assaulting someone, you know, you get yourself in trouble again, and it, you know, you've got to look at every aspect of it to weigh up the, the pros and the cons
0: you find that the attitude of the, the police and the judges um, has has changed towards you since you started off uh, all those years ago? Yeah, I mean uh, some of the judges and barristers and stuff, you know
1: they're canny kind of people, you know they're, they're, some of them are, are a bit like normal people, I guess they've still got the, the money and the, the, the lordship and your honour and all that stuff going behind them and stuff but you know, so, some of them can be okay but it's like some of them, it's like they're getting orders from higher up to just be weak with the sentencing and stuff like that. That's what it feels like at times where you can see it in the face that they don't want to give the sentence they are, but it's like they've been given no choice but to give that sentence because of the council guidelines and stuff like that. There, so But the police, some, some are okay, it's mainly the police officers that, that love it. And any police force in the country that says that their front force don't love it, Need to wake up and get out of the desk and realize that you know the bobby on the beat is just like everybody else. So, you know, it's mainly the ones who, you, when you get hired up behind desks and stuff like that, there who don't like it. But then saying again, I've met agents from the National Crime Agency who love it on first mm. name terms. Terms with a couple of them, you know what I mean. Who walk into a room when I've seen them two and a half years later, they come out of a court to come and shake my hand because I knew I was in the building. You know because they, they love the love what we do and they they agree with what we're doing because of the reason and by and why we do it
0: it's interesting that you say about the judges that it's almost as if you know they're getting instructions from from high above there's uh, a wonderful documentary film made by sonia Poulton called uh pedophiles in parliament well worth a watch um certainly will open people's eyes a little bit um about you know you know what you've just mentioned there and you know there appears to be something rotten at the core of british society that's that's my feeling on it you know what oh, i mean
1: definitely. i mean uh, i'm sorry in the report, but the uh, jaw from guardians of the north uh, was <laughs> literally sat in a courtroom where the judge turned around and said i would like to have sent you to court but from above i've got to give you this I mean who's higher than a judge in a courtroom you know what i mean And literally said it in a public open court and it's like you know in a courtroom the judge should have the final say and what the final say is is what the judge gives them you know what i mean and it's like when they're getting told from above to give them xyz and that it's like well who are these people above because i would love i would love the names so we could look them up and see what their history is like
0: yeah yeah i think is this problem is is a lot deeper than we understand and we know. Um, I'm going to have Sonia Poulton on the show, um, you know, very, very soon. Um, we'll be talking about a lot of things, including this. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe in the future, I might be able to get, you know, Sonia and yourself on the show at the same time. Um, worst case that you've worked on, Scott? Most yes, uh, dis- Paul Middleton.
1: Uh- Mad because I can pretty much remember the names of every but one of them, but yeah, Paul Middleton's the one that's got like a, a mental burn in my brain that'll always stay there, and that's just because he, he uh, was on about with the children he, he'd abused and then sent child abuse images to me. So I had to, obviously had to give my phone straight to the police. He was arrested the next day, but uh, when they raided him, they found a little black book in his work pickup. And I'd like stuff like, uh, I mean, I can't quite 100 it because it, it's very vile. But uh something like Samantha H. Nine, nice bald, and then I'll, you know, I can't really say the rest because it makes us feel sick just yeah. even thinking about it.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, and, and people, as I say, get get on the website, uh, darkjustice.co.uk, closed cases. Um, the lads have been very specific with what they've put on there as well and if you click on the images you can actually go through some of the 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 content that was sent to the uh, the guys on on the phone so some of those messages are on there and and i've got to be honest when you read it it's heartbreaking and disturbing to see you know the the, you know that and i think what's very good about the website it's a basic website but it 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 puts the names up it puts the faces up it tells you these people sometimes have you know being caught again um uh, it highlights just the deficiency we've got in in, in the system um and you know uh, graham knox has suggested tonight that we put on twitter hash hashtag children's lives matter i think that's a great idea we've had 70 people watching i think uh, if you can all get onto twitter and, and stick that up there and stick a link up to the show um and tag you know uh, Dark justice in it. I think it would be great because I think the more people that know about Dark justice, the better. I mean, they've done remarkably well over over the last six years to raise their profile. Anyway, but I, I, unfortunately, a lot of the media won't do interviews with Scott. Um, uh, you know, or you know, Peter Vilona in general because you know they, they they don't feel that they can interview Scott, is it? and that's that's disturbing in itself, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, some some are okay. Uh but some just won't touch it because they're, they're worried about the backlash. You know, some some are literally that scared of the crap they'll get from whoever these high up bunches are that they're scared to to do interviews, for example, like Guardians of the North, the, the guy who runs that, Joe, he's, he's started a petition where if people signed it, it would make it mandatory for people who were caught to go to jail, you know, but no press will touch that. No press will jump on that unless it unless it virals. No one will go on it sort of thing, you know. And it's stuff like that there. But if we was to release a video, you know, they're all over it. The Daily Mail would be all over some that because it's clicks for them, you know. But it just doesn't. Nah, it's like you you tried. Uh, you're trying to get change, but you know the the avenues you go down sadly. Everything like stuff with yourself and Neil, you know, it's like. It's, it's hard to get anything done where you can just go to someone and say, I, I want to do this. How could you help me make this happen? You know, like, if you know yourself, Neil, if you go to Neil and say, I need to do this, how can I make this happen? Yeah. He'll know how you can make it happen sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it's me, Neil Jackson from Media Art who uh, does a lot of our video and, and uh, once we can get back out on the road, we will be, uh, you know, hopefully taking these shows to a, a, a new level. Um, any messages that you've got know for anybody watching tonight just before we finish scott just uh, check
1: check all your children's devices sit down with them you know if you've got that time have a little explanation with them about about these type of things and with regards to online safety because if the police and the schools are failing then you know it's our job as people and parents to step in and you know do what we need to do to try and keep them safe and just thank you to everyone who's watching. Don't forget to share it and stuff, so other people can, you know, see see what's being said and well hear what's being said, and hopefully they learn something from it or makes them research something more to the point of where they get a better understanding of why is that goes on.
0: Great stuff, Scott. It's been an absolute pleasure. And if you want to know a lot more about Dark Justice, I've I've given them a name check all the way through the night. Darkjustice.co.uk is the website. They do have social media as well. They're on Twitter at Dark Justice underscore and just type in Dark Justice on Facebook as well. Give the lads a follow. um, And and I think it's a great shout by, you know, by uh, Graeme Knox tonight. Hashtag children's lives matter. You know, we're not not trying to... uh, rain on the parade of of any any other campaigns that are ongoing at the minute but i just think you know the the least we can do is just raise a little bit of awareness and yeah please you know like this video share it leave your comments underneath um you know and, and if you're new to the channel please subscribe to the channel we are going to be doing a lot more stuff like this as well as the newcastle united stuff because as scott already admitted he's a newcastle fan as well and uh Takeovers matter, so um, I'm, I'm going to continue doing uh, the Newcastle United interviews as well, but I enjoy talking about it with us. So, Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure we'll get you back on again at some point. Keep up the good work, and I uh, hope to speak to you soon, Scott.
1: Yeah, you, you as well, mate, and takeovers do matter. Let's just hope one happens soon, because if Ashley doesn't go, <laughs>
0: take care, mate. Thanks very much for coming on.
1: Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot.